0: Chapter 1 There is a Presumption in Favor of the Bible This argument may be simply and tersely stated thus. Man needed a divine revelation which was committed to writing, a revelation couched in human language. God had previously given man a revelation of Himself in His created works, which men pleased to term nature. But this revelation was inadequate. Though the creation bears unmistakable testimony to the existence of its Creator, and though sufficient is revealed of God through it to render all men without excuse, yet creation does not represent a complete unveiling of God's character. Creation reveals God's wisdom and power, but it gives us a very imperfect presentation of His mercy and love. Creation is now under the curse. It is imperfect because it has been marred by sin. Therefore, an imperfect creation cannot be a perfect medium for revealing God. And hence, also, the testimony of creation is contradictory. In the spring of the year, when nature puts on her loveliest robes, and we see the beautiful foliage of the countryside, and listen to the happy songs of the birds, we have no difficulty in inferring that a gracious God is ruling over our world. But what of the wintertime? when the countryside is desolate and the trees are leafless and forlorn, when a pall of death seems to be resting on everything, when we stood by the seashore and watched the setting sun crimsoning the placid waters on a quiet eve, we had no hesitation in ascribing the picture to the hand of the divine artist. But when we stand upon the same seashore on a stormy night, hear the roaring of the breakers and the howling wind, see the boats battling with the angry waves, and listen to the heart-rending cries of the seamen as they go down into a watery grave. Then we are tempted to wonder if, after all, a merciful God is at the helm. As one walks through the Grand Canyon, or stands before the Niagara Falls, the hand and power of God seem very evident. But as one witnesses the desolations of the San Francisco earthquake, or the death-dealing effects of the volcanic eruptions of Mount Vesuvius, he is again perplexed and puzzled. In a word, then, the testimony of nature is conflicting, and, as we have said, this is due to the fact that sin has come in and marred God's handiwork. Creation displays God's natural attributes, but it tells us little or nothing of his moral perfections. Nature knows no forgiveness and shows no mercy. And if we had no other source of information, we should never discover the fact that God pardons sinners. Man then needs a written revelation from God. Our limitations and our ignorance reveal our need. Man is in darkness concerning God. I blot the Bible out of existence, and what should we know about His character, His moral attributes, His attitude toward us, or His demands upon us? As we have seen, Nature is but an imperfect medium for revealing God. The ancients had the same nature before them as we have, but what did they discover of his character? Unto what knowledge of the one true God did they attain? The seventeenth chapter of the Acts answers that question. When the Apostle Paul was in the famous city of Athens, famous for its learning and philosophical culture, he discovered an altar, on which were inscribed the words, to the unknown God. The same condition prevails today. Visit those lands which have not been illumined by the light of the Holy Scriptures, and it will be found that their peoples know no more about the character of the living God than did the ancient Egyptians and Babylonians. Man is in darkness concerning himself. From whence am I? What am I? Am I anything more than a reasoning animal? Have I an immortal soul? or am I nothing more than a sentient being? What is the purpose of my existence? Why am I here in this world at all? What is the end and aim of life? How shall I employ my time and talents? Shall I live only for today, eat, drink, and be merry? What after death? Do I perish like the beasts of the field, or is the grave the portal into another world? If so, whither am I bound? Do these questions appear senseless and irrelevant? Annihilate the scriptures, eliminate all the light they have shed upon these problems, and whither shall we turn for a solution? If the Bible had never been written...